Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Don't touch that dial. This is The Morning Shift. All of them are really, really hot on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I think I'm all the way back. Uh, I think I've recovered from. Mm. <laughs> the, uh, Let me tell you something. A lot some, of good hashtags flying around the, the social. Some of the tweets I got, I can't even repeat them. Mm. But hashtag pastry guy is is trending on my Twitter right yeah, now. It is. It's trending in the Atlanta area. Yeah. Hashtag pastry guy. The search is on. We better hope pastry guy ain't on Twitter. He'd be the like, hey, is that me? <laughs> Everybody's going to walk into Henri's this weekend pastry? with their Nobody head on the swivel. Nobody calls it pastry. It's just a dessert. Everybody's no going to walk into La Madeline and Henri's and their head's no, going to be on the swivel. No, it's, no one calls it a pastry. Hey, uh, hey, does the pastry guy come here? <laughs> Have you who? seen Tiffany with the pastry guy? Yeah. We're trying to. No one calls it a pastry. Listen, it's maybe just... we can catch Tiffany what in the wild it? with pastry guy. What is it off straight? Oh, my God. Have you seen right the now. muffin man? The muffin man. <laughs> Have you seen the pastry man? The pastry man. You're oh, sick God. individuals. This hour brought to you by Zero Res. Smart, lasting, clean. My just hurts. I gotta get yeah. together. All right. Uh, ESPN staff writer Matt Bowen put together his best team fits, not outfits, because that's how I read it the first time. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, well, oh, then it would have been a day. Track suits. <laughs> He's talking about the best team fits for the top 50 free agent players, uh, players that will be free agents in March. So uh, he says that these fits are mainly focused on team needs, scheme, and potential future production. They also factored in each franchise's salary cap situation. That said, remember that every team's cap room will shift up and down before we reach free agency, blah, blah, blah. All right. So he goes on to say that he has Kirk Cousins ranked as the third best free agent and thinks his perfect fit is with the Falcons, guys. I, I tend to agree. Um, I, I I don't think that right now that we have the uh, wide receiver core that the Minnesota Vikings obviously did last year. And that they do when they're healthy. I mean, they're one of the best wide receiver cores in the NFL. Um, I think along with Kirk Cousins, we need more speed. I've talked about it a number of times at the wide receiver position. Uh, and five guys can get vertical quickly. But as an offensive lineman, I must tell you all that he is an offensive lineman's best friend. He is going to get the pill out. He ain't going to sit back there and pat and burp the baby. He's going to hit that back step. And somebody's running vertical. And he's throwing that thing at a 70% clip and throwing touchdowns. And he was uh, he was very efficient. A year ago, and I've always had questions about whether or not he can rise to the occasion when needed. 
I think that's been kind of his entire career when you get in those stretch runs, those playoffs run, can he step up to the plate? Uh, but look, man, I, at this point, I think he'd be a good fit. I don't know what the next three, four years hold for him as far as longevity, but uh, pairing him up with Zach Robinson, I think would be a good thing because he is going to be an efficient passer and get that ball out quick. Yeah, wouldn't he make a guy like Kyle Pitts better, a guy like Drake London better, just having that accuracy, that 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 decision. You know, when Kirk Cousin drops back, he, he, he has a good idea where he wants to go with the ball based on what his pre-snap covers that he read and then has a play. That's why he's able to get the ball out so quickly. Um, you, you just don't get that out. You, you're not guys that don't know the coverages and aren't re- able to read things pre-snap or you know most of the time get it right. They don't get the ball out quickly. Am I wrong on that? I mean, no, that, you're spot on. You're spot so, on. So, so yeah, I think that was why Matt Ryan took it, it took less sacks than he probably could have late in his career because he was able to get the ball out pre-snap. Also, just coincidentally, Kyle Pitts' best year was with a guy like Matt Ryan, who was able to get the ball out down the field, those kinds of things. Problem is the money. So within the article, Bowen uh, went on to say that he really thought that Cousins, Cousins would be a good fit here under Zach Robinson, who we know is the OC. He was the passing game coordinator uh, for the Rams before coming here. And he said it works well for Cousins in both the play action and drop back passing game before tearing his right Achilles in week eight. Cousins was completing about 70% of his throws and had 18 touchdown passes to five interceptions. He would be an upgrade, Bowen goes on to say, under center for an Atlanta offense that has plenty of young offensive skill talent in Drake, London, Kyle Pitts, and Bijan Robinson. Make no mistake about it, the best quarterback that is could be on the market is this guy. There's no mistake. You Better. don't think Russell Wilson deserves at least a, a conversation there? Honorable mention. An honorable mention. But I'm, I'm talking about guys that you get on trade, or whatever. He's the best. He is the best. Why is but that? Why do you have him ranked so much further yeah. ahead than Russell Wilson? It's two different. I can't even compare them. It's like two different styles. Of, yeah. yeah. I don't necessarily disagree with you. I'm just curious what because, you're thinking. Because of all these guys, he's the one that has been played, has played at the highest level the last three or four years. He's the one. What Russell Wilson has seen, whether it's fair or not. I was going to say, you have to take into consideration the situation that unfolded in Denver. Yeah, but he was part of that situation that last year. Well, uh, my, and, my, and he was my blamed that for quite be, a bit the first year. I don't know if that's fair or not. My answer to that would be that Kirk Cousins has been successful in a number of situations, right? He's been for a number of different football teams, a number of different head coaches, and so he has shown the ability to kind of transcend those situations and still be an efficient passer. I'm with you. I think he is probably the best guy on the market, although I think Russell Wilson is a 1B kind of situation. And that's not a knock on Russ. I just think that Cousins is the best, and and I think Russ is probably the second best. Now, where and I'm talking about anybody available, whether it's trade or not. Now, who's the three now? Who is the third? Because that's it's Justin where the, Fields. As much as you don't want to hear it, it's Justin it's Fields. Well, it's not that I don't want to hear it. I'm just, is, I mean, is there anybody else? That's what well, I'm I, I think as far as the guys that you expect to move, Right, those are the three. I think you you can go out and say trade all you want to. I mean, you could you could bring up Daniel Jones and Geno Smith and you uh, know whoever uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. You can you can name a number of different guys. I think Garoppolo's. I'd know. rather have Justin Baker Fields Mayfield. Mayfield. Well, I think Baker. Something. I'm I'm going through this list no, that Bowen has. So Tiffany, just throwing out names. That's a that's and that's why I asked because I think Baker Mayfield. It, it, you could say Baker Mayfield is the one B actually, because he's coming off a better year and hey. By the way, ding system very similar. You've got guys. I'm not saying that one is better than the other as far as uh, Wilson and Mayfield and Fields and all that. I'm just telling you of all those guys, 
there's a reason why Cousins is the one that can say, I want $45 million. I'll say this much, too. This, this list that we started talking about when we started off the segment and ranking best fits for a lot of these free agents, most of the guys in this top 10, top 20, their best fit is the return to the team that they're, that they're with. I mean, yes. Brian Burns is that guy. Chris Jones is that guy. Uh, you know, Jones out of uh, out of Jacksonville, Jalen Johnson out of Chicago. They're all they all their most of all their best fits are to return. I forgot who said it yesterday, um, which sports show I was watching. But they brought up the point how uh, Mike, you mentioned with Mike Evans, how Kansas City would probably love to have a guy mm. like that. It would be a perfect fit there. And the person I cannot remember who I was listening to was was basically saying that hey, they don't have to figure it out with Chris Jones. If I could pick Mike Evans up over Chris Jones, that. I would do it. Well, uh, and I'm just curious. That's not me saying it okay. again. This is what the pundit was saying that I, I cannot remember who said this yesterday. So I'm going to throw the question on you, what I think. To me, that changes that team again. Now they're back to the offensive, heavy, we gotta, we're going to outscore you, and you're not necessarily now – because you might lose Legereus Sneed as well. Yeah. And so that now I think if you lose both those guys – you're back to the we're gonna outscore you. Well, I think that's I think that's probably right, but I think that's also fine. Don't you want to get out ahead of it before you are forced to make that kind of move? Before your defense starts stinking and you say, "Man, we need to add some more offense." Like I'd rather get out ahead of it. Not only that, I mean, look around the NFL. Uh, Micah Parsons was mentioning the other day they need a pass rushing interior defensive lineman for the Cowboys. I, I wonder what Chris Jones is. I mean, like how does that fit in? I think that's, that fits in beautifully. So I, I think I'd rather get out ahead of it. If I am Kansas City, you're going to have to continue to recreate yourself. You're always going to have Patrick Mahomes, so you'd always love to have a stingy defense. But I, I, got, I got news for you. Mike Evans would be the best receiver they've had there uh, as far as his body type in a while. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I think that uh, he could you know, put together four or five years and maybe win a Super Bowl with them. If I was him, I'd be the one calling Kansas City. I'd be like, hey. Yeah, I mean, that's, hey, a, that's a really good question. What's the bottom dollar um, on this thing? Tiff, there's a couple other names. I went all the way down this list. And at number Oh, 44. There's a guy named Devin White. And <laughs> he is the best team fit for him, according to Matt Bowen, is the Atlanta Falcons. And this yeah, one is lose me there. It's a little bit confusing it's to me as well. I think, for the, for the record, coming out of LSU, was in love with Devin White's game. I still think the guy can play. Now, what I, there, there was something went wrong last year with him and – that coaching staff because he was like almost a healthy scratch, but he wasn't. I mean, I don't think he played in the game that I had the uh, Panthers Bucks game that I had. I think Devin was injured. Yeah, he was injured for one game, but then he could come back, and they didn't want him to come back, or they weren't going to use him. And he's like, "Well, I'm just not going to dress." He's, he's been wanting a new contract. There's been yeah. some restlessness with him. The, the 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 thing that Bowen says about him is that you know he's got second level range in, in both in both areas and run and pass, and you know um, he could be deployed as a blitzer, which you know which is me. I think uh, I think you've already I think Troy Anderson could fit that if if you could get Troy Anderson for a full year. I'm not saying he's Devin White, but I think he's got some of that skill set. You know what Lamin is for a lot less money. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I think Devin White is probably if you wrapped up all three of. Uh, the Falcons, you know, quote unquote starters at linebacker right now. You include Lamon and Anderson and Caden Ellis. Devin White is probably, you know, kind of centered between all three of their skill sets. That doesn't mean he's better than any of them in any one of them. I, I think that he's a guy who obviously has a huge ceiling. I just don't know if that's a need for the Falcons right now to go out and spend money on a guy like Devin White. I don't think he. I don't think he necessarily fits what they need to do or what their needs would be at the top of their list.
where could the best fit for Russell Wilson be? And may it be north of Atlanta? That's a possibility. And what is the Patrick Mahomes rule? Antonio Pierce will tell us next here on the morning shift when we go in the huddle on Sports Radio 99 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time to huddle up. Bring it in close. Bring it in close. The latest NFL news, rumors, reports, and happenings. Within the huddle on the morning shift. From a healthier weight to more energy, when you switch your dog's food to the farmer's dog, the effects can feel magical. What sorcery is this? None at all. It's just real food made for the health of dogs. Get 50% off of your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash no magic. All right, we are going in the huddle now. And this from new Raiders head coach Antonio Pierce. He joined one of his players' podcasts, Max Crosby, and he talked about what he calls the Patrick Mahomes rule. We got the Jordan rules, and we, we, I'm calling it now from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons, all those guys in the 80s before he came, Michael Jordan and Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his. Anytime he came to the hole, elbows, yeah. feeling them, love taps. We touched them. We in the head mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. So I show those guys Jordan getting his whooped. It, it, isn't that already what Max Crosby's been kind of doing How do you in touch? one of these matchups? Like, I feel like that's exactly what Max Crosby's been doing in these matchups. I mean, we've seen video of Patrick Mahomes getting irritated with him uh, because of the extracurriculars and things like that. I also got to say this. He sounds like Paul Pierce, kind of. Like, <laughs> I was listening to him going, is that Paul Pierce talking about MJ? No, but, I mean, listen. Well, hold on. I it, mean, how do you spiritually touch someone? <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steer clear of that topic. <laughs> I'm just I'm confused on what he's going to do. Is, is Max Crosby going to witness to him after he sacks him? He might be. I just want to tell you he about our be. Lord and Savior. And <laughs> he might be. God bless you, sir. You're such a fool. Uh, no, I mean, I like, I, I, usually this is uh, an internal topic, right? This is something you probably talk about in meetings, but not usually when you're on a podcast. Well, not when you're this new wave of, of Raiders. Right. Or new wave of, of I mean, former player coach player and coach things like and that. He's going to say whatever. You know, I thought... It, well, it, it's, it, it's it a, makes sense to me, though. I have to say that. It is a little bit of a breath of fresh air yeah. to hear a coach Be talk. real? Yeah. And, and, I, and I think that's why players uh, really loved him when he took over and, and loved playing for him. But, I mean, I, I could just see Max Frost be, like, just laying Patrick Mahomes out and be like, all right, now – now Look, let's I'll talk about you. Revelation 6-8, and I want to tell you what this means. <laughs> no, Crosby is a talker, though. And when I had um, when I had them week, week one, Broncos, Raiders, 
And he he looked at me, so I probably would report it, which I didn't get a chance to get it in the game. I tried, though. Um, he looked at me and he said, I'm him. And it was after, I think, he, he just made some really good plays. So I was immediately getting over behind their bench just to see what the reaction would be. But if anytime you look directly at the sideline reporter and you say right. something, you want, you want it to get out. God, so, but to... he's a good dude, though. I always enjoy talking to him. And that was a funny moment from the game where I'm like, I want to go with this. The, the I'm him thing is just it's tired on me, man. Like, I, I, I don't know. Well, it's, it's the use. I guess so. All I that, guess so. Kudos to him. All that said, I would take Max Crosby on my team every oh, day. Oh, heartbeat. I no mean, doubt. He, you know what? Whether we like the saying or not, he is him because that dude is a bad mother. I, I, I will ask you all this before we move on. If you're Patrick Mahomes, when you're lining up with the Raiders, aren't you kind of going for the visual beforehand and being like, hey, man, I don't know Watch if you heard Watch those this. comments. <laughs> hey, I don't know. If you, hey, I got this actually recording on my yak back. Uh, let me – you Let me play these comments would. for you. You know you what I mean? Like, would. I would, and not only that, but I'd probably be sliding a lot more. Well, be sliding a lot more. You know, you know, as a quarterback, if the guys that they're trying to trying to come at you, I'm not going to tell someone else's story. But Art, I'm going to just just tell a quick snippet of it. Art just told me before that he's known when teams, when he was playing, when teams tried to come after him. And there's one time when Buddy Ryan was at the Eagles, he basically confronted him on the sideline. I know you're, t- I know you guys are coming after me, and yeah. Buddy Ryan was like, yeah. And we're coming again, so get back over there. You know, it's those not even cheap shots because you don't want to get caught, but it's those little things that you would do to your siblings uh, when your mom would say, stop hitting each other. And then maybe you walk past them in the kitchen and you slightly touch them or something like that. It's those little things that really get on people's nerves. You needle them. Well, I will say this, though. I don't know. Like, the thing about Michael Jordan, and and he brings Michael Jordan up, is that they usually made him better. Like, when you irritated him like yes. that, he was like, Man, I took that personally. I took you know that. what I mean? And that usually made him better. I, I, would be, I would be willing to bet that it might do the same thing to Patrick Mahomes. But to, to Tiffany's point, like, those little things, when you're on these piles, like, yeah, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use your, I'm gonna use my elbow and your ribs to get up. Or untie your shoelaces, you know what I mean? Or take your sweet towel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. These Steelers Wait, don't sweat have or a... Sweet. Well, it depends on what the towel looks like. If it's one of those like two inch wide and eight eight foot long towels, that's a sweet towel. Yeah, hey, you ain't you ain't wiping sweat with that. You use it for pastry. That's just for just simply for looks. Is for is a sweet towel. The Steelers don't have a clear cut starting quarterback, and Russell Wilson is likely to be released by the Broncos soon. This, according to reports, could Wilson's next stop be in Pittsburgh? Uh, it could be according to the betting odds, which list the Steelers as a favorite to be Wilson's team at the start of 2024. Yeah, it makes more sense to me that he would go there than um, than Justin Fields in Pittsburgh. For sure. I've always thought that because I just didn't think that, you know, that's the thing. I don't, I, I don't, I don't think that Fields fits what, what people think he does in Arthur's offense. I, I think it's easy to think that because of Marcus and he was here, but I think Wilson, his, Security with the ball because I think you only threw like nine or eight picks last year, um, and you're a run first offense. Which by the, the the thing about it is Russell Wilson's best days in Seattle, they were what? Yeah, uh, run first, play defense. I, I think it fits perfectly because how many times going into last year did we say that Desmond Ritter could be a poor man's Russell Wilson? You know, what I mean, pull the ball we when you need him to. to be too. We wanted him to be. We had poor man's Russell Wilson. Pull the ball when you need to. Run the read option when you need to. Use your legs when you need to to extend plays and throw the ball downfield. And so I think that's exactly what Arthur Smith wants. Not somebody that's going to run, 
but somebody that's going to run inside the 10-yard line and be able to score touchdowns and get it done when you have to have him. And so Russell Wilson's agile enough for that. I think cerebral, you know, uh, unique uh, elite processing, uh, the word uh, that keeps being thrown around here, I think he fits. I think he fits that kind of profile, and maybe he can help, uh, you know, Najee Harris and whoever else on that offense uh, get to the next level. So we'll see. All right. So a month ago, Bill's wide receiver, Gabe Davis, said he expected to test free agency, but he was open to staying in Buffalo. Now Davis is hinting that his days in Buffalo are done. He posted a video on social media that serves as a retrospective of his four years with the Bills. And although he didn't specifically state that he's leaving, it comes across as a farewell message. I'm, I'm trying for the life of me to remember the guy, the, the young tight end they have in Buffalo. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on him right now. It's the guy they just – is it Kincaid? Is it Don Kincaid? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, but uh, listen, I don't know. The tight ends to me, it seems like there are like haves and have-nots when it comes to tight ends in the NFL. There's like a list of like 10, 12 tight ends that you're like, man, those guys are really, really good, really great pass catchers. And then after that, there seems to be some fall-off. You know what I mean? So – I don't know if Gabe Davis fits in that uh, in that line of thinking or not. I, he'll definitely think he'll land on his feet, but um, I think he just is is that kind of. Well, I don't look, want to call him John U. Smith, but I think John U. Smith's that kind of. But guy. No, I mean, he's he's more he's more receiver than anything, and and he's he's had some good um, he's had some good years, but he hasn't had anything great. He's never caught over fifty passes. He, I, I don't. I've seen drops that he should have had, and I've seen and I've seen plays that he made that I'm like, damn, that was a good play. You know, so the consistency for him, Buffalo's in a weird spot for me because they are good and really good, but they just can't get over the hump. And the hump happens to be the same hump. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's not uh, it's not a, a an uncommon problem in that in that in that conference. Yeah. So it's just rough for me. They and they had everything the way they wanted last year. They had Kansas City at home, ready to go. Couldn't get it done. They were the hottest team in football. They couldn't get it done. And then Kansas City, in turn, goes next week and beats Baltimore, and then they're in. So, I think Gabe Davis, sometimes he, you can talk yourself out. He has shown emotions on the sidelines. So, uh, look, Josh. Who, who hasn't up there in Buffalo? Josh Allen. Honestly. Josh Allen is turned into a quarterback that I think you give him a guy like Gabe Davis. You go draft a guy like that with that kind of, you know, and he can he can get the same production out of him. I just think he's good enough right now. Yeah, I tend to agree, man. I'll be curious to see what they do in the draft and, and through free agency because, obviously, Josh Allen makes a ton of money. He's a, a top-five quarterback, um, but that's a team that desperately needs to find the next gear, right? They need to find that next level. It feels like their window isn't closing, but it feels like it could if they don't uh, do something to capitalize quickly. So, I don't know what it takes. I don't know what it takes to get Josh Allen to the next level. Um, but, uh, obviously, the change in, in coordinator this past season ended up working out decently well for them. So, Get that man his weapons, and uh, if they're not going to help him, get him out the building. We'll see what happens. This hour brought to you by Zero Res, smart, lasting, clean. What you got for Mike Up? We got a couple of uh, interesting uh, things to talk about. First of all, right around the studio, there's some new laws as far as the uh, the intersections go around here. We got to talk about this going on in Atlanta. Also, I got an AITA to throw at you guys about a couple that might be splitting household chores. All right, that's the Wednesday midweek wraparound version of Mike Up. <laughs> it's the morning shift, Sports Radio, 929 The Game. More than just sports talk. This is the morning shift. I'm in. Me too. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 
It's time to rant. Excuse me? It's time to rage. It's time for Mic'd Up. On the Morning Shift. Sports Radio 92 on the game. The Morning Shift. Wednesday midweek wraparound edition of Mic'd Up. Mike Bo Tiff hanging out with you. This is a um, this is a good segment to have because it is a kind of a, I don't want to call it dead time in sports, but it's NBA All-Star break. Major League season, Major League Soccer season has not quite started yet. Braves have not started their spring training games. The NFL has not quite gotten to free agency or any other stuff going on. We'll have a combine next week, all that kind of stuff. But, like I said, MLS season does open on Saturday. The Atlanta United facing off against Columbus. Up in Columbus, you guys excited about the, uh, the open of MLS season? I know that y'all are jacked up. Yeah, for Atlanta United, especially given that it's Columbus. Yeah, that's a... Uh, Kind of what you want from these openers—a little bit of a heated, heated yeah. matchup. Uh, a lot of a lot of moves being made for Atlanta United this offseason. Curious to see what the product looks like on the field, but it'd be nice to get Tiago Almada back in the uh, fold. I believe he shows back up sometime this week for the opener because um, you know he's been uh, doing national duty for the U24 team. Uh, not exactly sure, but excited. Oh yeah, I'm always excited. I'm a big—I mean, I played soccer in high school, so I always enjoy watching the United. The only problem for me with with the United is the, the is the MLS schedule, and it's um, the international breaks really irritate me because I just it's rough because if you're a good team you lose players. Well, I mean it's almost gonna happen every time, so that part gets frustrating. But uh, yeah, dude, it's it's nice to have multiple sports. Spring is here when we've got United Braves. Yeah. Normally have a play-in game in the NBA, but that's about it. <laughs> well, hey, we'll have Jason Longshore on Friday to discuss the uh, Atlanta United opener and all the crazy changes that have happened to him uh, this offseason, departure of Miles Robinson and some of the other names uh, you need to know throughout the season. Uh, also, guys, tomorrow is National Margarita Day. I don't know if uh, you will um, – I know that my man Bo over here will be headed to Cancun to get him a tall guy, uh, but I think uh, – I think me and the wife, man, she's off this week from work. We might be uh, celebrating National Margarita Day as well. I don't, I don't know how. I don't know what time of day. I'm thinking maybe four thirty. But well, I mean, it's not. I know it's not National National Pastry Day, but you think you'll take anybody or oh. go to get a margarita? Are you looking? That's why you're giving me the evil look. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going with anybody anywhere, and I'm not drinking currently, so I will not be partaking in National Margarita Day. I, I guess my question with it. any of these, do y'all celebrate when it's national that day? Does it ever give you, like, National Pizza Day? You're like, oh, I'm going to go to No, go to I think I forget. I, it will be in the evening when I find out that it was national whatever day. I might yeah. be sitting down and whining. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it was National Pancake Day. Yeah. Um, no, do? it does sound good. I'll probably go to Cancun's on National Cinco de Mayo Day. <laughs> I, you know, I will <laughs> I will say I have had a I have had a donut when it's been National Donut Day. Yeah. Not a cream filled donut like you monsters well, out there. Yes. Just, sometimes I'll bring it in the radio station. You like, need that extra nudge, you know. Like if you need that extra nudge, that's usually me. Like if I want to get pizza anyways, and somebody's like, "Hey, it's National Pizza Day," I'm like, "Oh, oh, twist my arm, twist my arm." Uh, I guess I will. I guess I will get a pizza. Uh, it's just how I feel. Just how I feel. Anyways, one of the legends of the uh, sport is hanging them up. In March, I just uh, had this headline come across. There is a certain professional wrestler, Bo, that has been in the game for four decades. Not generations. Decades. Wait, why do you say Bo? I used to watch wrestling. I had a Jake the Snake doll. Jake the Snake? Jake the Snake. I had a Jake the Snake action figure doll. Now I'm dumbfounded. Because I I thought you would, I thought 
I didn't think you'd be plugged in this topic at all. I may not be. I may not know who you're talking about. I bet but you I, will. But I bet you will. He's a legend. He was actually my favorite wrestler growing up. We talked about him last week. Sting is hanging him up at AEW's Revolution on March 3rd. Sting. Sting. Okay. You, you're, I remember you know from my days. Yeah, from my days. Do of, you remember the dark gothic sting? Or yeah, like that the, one was lame. Probably the, <laughs> I like, dude, the dark gothic sting was everything. Oh, no, give me the guy that was like, and like no, had the, the that was bright Flair. face paint. That no, was, Sting did that too. That was Ric right before Sting would do the Stinger splash, he would do like a little woo, and then he would go splash you, and then he put you in the Scorpion Deathlock. There was just nothing better than Sting coming down from the Raptors with the baseball bat. Dude, that was so stupid. No, it wasn't. He wouldn't even no, wrestle. It wasn't. He would just sit in the Raptors. He was and watch. scary. It was a scary. It, it was, was dumb. He was supposed to be scared. It was dumb. No, it wasn't. Gothic. Who was your favorite wrestler? The Crow Sting was dumb. I like the OG Sting. Okay. Um. But I was a big Shawn Michaels and uh, Stone Cold fan. What about yeah. the Hart Brothers? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Hart Foundation, baby. Yeah. yeah. But I would say uh, Undertaker was also a top fave of mine. Sure. Yeah, Undertaker so was good. bad. And definitely Jake the Snake, just because I liked that he had. It was, it was a python, right? Wasn't it a, I believe yeah. it was a python? Not a boa yeah. constrictor or something. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I think, I think his name was Damien. Figure. You didn't like the Raven? Uh, Tiff, you can't say that was a favorite. Man, not you know, you and birds. I feel there like was, no. there Mockingbird was, season also, by the way, people. They're out there now. There was a WW, uh, it was WWF back then. That was an episode of like Saturday Superstar or whatever. And um, The Undertaker was kind of new. And you would have Paul Bearer. And he'd be like, Ooh, <laughs> And he had the Ultimate Warrior one day. And he was like, he was like, oh, Ooh, Ultimate Warrior. Oh, and, he, and, and then all of a sudden, the Undertaker came from behind, and they threw Undertaker, like, beat him up, and they threw him in a casket and closed it. And, like, they have these – they just leave, and they have these WWE officials, like, trying to open the casket with, like, a crowbar and stuff. And when they open the ca- – and I was, like, terrified. terrified. Yeah. I'm like, he's going to die. You, you can't breathe in caskets. You like Paul Bear, but you don't like Sting and, from the Raptors. And so then they, when they opened the casket, it was nothing but claw marks, and the Ultimate Warrior was gone. Mm. It's so mm, cool. What a magic trick. Uh, that's nostalgia. 90s nostalgia. Sorry, man. Uh, I love it. All right. In a 10 to 3 vote Monday night, the Atlanta City Council passed a bill banning right turns during red lights in parts of the city. Why do I bring this up? Because we are currently in one of those parts of the city. It'll happen in downtown Midtown and Castleberry Hill. This is all being done as a pedestrian safety issue, right? When you're turning uh, right on red, yes. sometimes people are in the crosswalk. I would like to speak on this. Yeah, go ahead. Um, it's not going to affect my area, I don't think, but there are several times where I am going to make a right. I'll be walking the dog, and the amount of people that don't stop, I'm usually in the habit of I'm in the habit of stopping anyway because yeah. I know I don't operate on the assumption that people won't I hit you. Either. I operate on the assumption that people will hit you, and so I stay far enough behind the curb, but the amount of people that don't stop are jerks, especially when you have a dog with you. I would have thought most people, most people are always concerned about the dog. I think, to, to your point, I think the biggest so, yeah. issue, I think the biggest issue is that when you are turning right on red, which direction are you looking? You're looking to your left. You're looking to your left. You're yeah. trying to see if there's any oncoming traffic. You're not uh, looking to your right. No, so. but I also think pedestrians take some accountability. Yeah, that's true. Why are you ever just going to walk out in the middle of the street? I don't, <laughs> for the life of me, I don't understand. I don't do it. I don't understand why you would just put yourself out there. Yeah. It, it, ugh. Sorry. I, I I completely agree with you. The one that really irks me, though, is when those bird scooters were, like, really big. I hate the scooters. Yes. They would just, I mean, what laws apply to them? Because they don't, they, they don't, are they a pedestrian? <laughs> laws apply to them? I mean. I saw a man grab a scooter one day that was in his lawn when I used to live down here uh, in Midtown and just, like, 
beat it against. He was beat it against the sidewalk and he threw it. He was so angry. Wasn't happy about it. Huh? No. Yeah, I don't really love the scooters either. I, I'm hit or miss as far as this rule goes. I just, I just, I hate when there has to be rules put in place for people to use common sense. Yes. But this seems to be one of those times. So if you're in well, downtown, midtown, it seems like I mean, it's I'll say I'm quickly. for it. I mean, I don't want anyone to get run over, but I also think. Why would you ever do that? Why? Tell you something. You better lock yourself in a closet then because that's where the world's going. We're having to make lo- common sense laws to protect people. Well, that's from been happening for a long time. People. That's not where the world's going. That's where the world's been. All right. I want to get this AITA in. If you guys are not familiar, AITA is a Reddit thread. Am I the A blank? Right. And so one of this popped up yesterday. I thought this was an interesting conversation and it's kind of made a little bit of headlines. Girlfriend angry after boyfriend agrees to split chores 50-50, then hires a housekeeper to handle his half. Now, the background on this is the guy pays 75% of the rent. She pays 25%. She's a student, all right? So he is he is a full-time worker. She's a student. She pays a quarter of the rent. They live together, and they kind of had this conversation where he was like, you know, we need to keep uh, picking up the house, and she was like, yeah, we need to. He said she's borderline OCD at times about the way she likes to keep it clean. So when they divided up the chores, this guy simply said, okay, sounds good, and went and hired a housekeeper twice a week. Wait a minute. So he pays the majority of the rent. Right. She's a student, but yet right. she's the one that's OCD about the cleaning. Yes. So then I don't see the problem if he wanted to get, if she's a particular way about cleaning the house and he's right. He's like, all right, cool. <laughs> I, I was going to, I thought it was going to be the opposite, that she wasn't pulling her weight and right. she pays less rent. Right. So I was she thinking. She was going to throw in on the housekeeper. Really probably angry. be really do more if she's not paying a lot. I think this falls back. Do you guys ever see the breakup, the Vince Vaughn, Jennifer Aniston? Yes. I think this falls back to that category. That movie's just sad. Yeah, but you, do you remember the scene sad, yeah. where she wants help with the dishes and he doesn't want to help with the dishes and she's like, I want you to want to, to do want the to dishes. Help. Yes, yes. I think that's what this falls back to. She's like, we should be taking care of the house. And he's like, I don't want to take care of the if house. I would much rather hire a housekeeper. Now, I, I need more information. What yeah. kind of job does he have? What kind of student uh, is she? Does she have see. a lot of free time afterwards? I, there are details I need to know. Sounds okay, like I can make a decision. Uh, he says she wasn't happy about my cleaning and it was a constant problem, so I decided to hire a professional cleaner. Uh, I'm trying to get down to where his salaries are. I don't think it might be included in this one. But I mean, well, not even the salary. I just wanted to know what his workload was. But if if she's not happy with it, and somebody decides to cleaning doesn't have to be a couple activity. If you if you have the means and you want to hire someone, sure, do it. I just think that first of all, I don't think this relationship's going to work out. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, Probably just, not. Let's, let's, let's read between the lines here. I don't think it's going to work out because it seems to me like there's like some kind of competitiveness well, to yeah. who's doing what. I just think that do your part, clean up after yourself, and then you know split down the middle. But maybe he's trash at cleaning. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. That'd be like me if saying I'm trash at changing diapers. I need maybe to hire a nanny. Maybe he does not uh, take out the trash right away. He chooses to load it up. Maybe he yeah. does little things like that that are annoying. So you think that in his favor then is, hey, go hire a housekeeper. I'm not saying it makes it. I think that the problem. I don't right. the why there, she's upset. The problem there, because I think that she's like, if you're going to pay enough for a housekeeper, why don't you just get one to do my half of the chores too? Okay, now well, there we go. Why yeah. doesn't she pitch in then? It was her idea to do. Well, she's a up. student. She only has a part-time job. Well, she so uh, 
Cut something out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I tend to be in agreement. Or I don't just, be mad about it. I think it, in, the, in the end, I'm just reading this going, you know, it's going to work out. Probably not. <laughs> like, there's, if there's you no have way to go to Reddit to ask about your relationship <laughs> right. stuff, it's probably not going to make <laughs> it's it. Not, I'm just, it's not a good omen. Just say oh, it. It's not yeah. a good omen. I would agree that most, if you have to ask someone if you're the a-hole, most of the time, then you are. Yeah. Especially well, on that Reddit page. And oh. usually if you're not on that Reddit page, here's the thing about that Reddit page. If you're not coming off as the blank hole, there's usually another side of the story. Like, you know what I mean? Like that if you're it's, omitting something? Right. Like, you're holding something out. If everybody's like, man, no, they're, they're, they're the ones that are wrong. It's like, ah, dude, I don't know, man. Like, there's, there's probably something else this entire world doing. All right. Thanks for playing along. That's uh, the, the midweek wrap. Maybe you want to weigh in on the midweek wrap around. You hear the song? I can't hear. I only wear one um, headset. Hold on. Are you making fun of me? This is going to be a shot at me about. Just talking about the Muffin Man. The Muffin Man. The Muffin Man. You guys are not going to get me with with, I've, with Mystery Man. Hashtag Pastry Wake up Pastry Man. Wake up calls up. Stop it. Wake up calls up next. Calls at 404-726-0929. We're not taking any calls about Tiffany's we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.